you know, I always tell people I can run in a straight line for like pretty far and that's about it. This one's radio episode 760 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to uh, let you know that I guess today's episode has a sponsor. I don't know. I, I'm, the, I'm the sponsor today. Uh, more specifically, the book is the sponsor today. That's right. Today's episode is brought to you by my book, Be Ready on Race Day, which is readily available on Amazon, uh, Kindle, basically those two places. <laughs> um, but uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, haven't heard about the book, if you head over to BeReadyOnRaceDay.com, that'll link you back to uh, to my website where I've got you know kind of a write-up. You can get some sample chapters, uh, kind of get an idea of whether you, you think the book might help you or not. And basically what the book is designed to do uh, is just to help you create your own training plan, whether you're starting from scratch and completely just putting it together yourself, or whether you're downloading one of those uh, terrible one-size-fits-all plans, but then customizing it and making it your own and actually making it a one-size-fits-you plan, which is actually going to be a good plan. So, you know, learning how to adjust the one-size-fits-all to make it fit you and your life, your training, your goals, how, how you know, how frequently you're able to train, all those variables with the one-size-fits-all plans don't really take into account because they can't, um, be ready on race. day will help you to do that for yourself so that you'll have a good, a good training plan and, uh, hopefully help you have a great race, you know, hopefully help you be ready on race day. So, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please head over or feel free to head over to be ready on race day.com. Uh, you can also, like I said, just find it on Amazon or in the, the Kindle store, just search for be ready on race day. It should pop right up. Um, and if you have any questions about the book, let me know. If you have checked it out, uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Leave a leave a review on Amazon. Those are super helpful. Um, or just drop me a line. That's always helpful too. Uh, just to get your feedback. It's, it's maybe not helpful as much as it is. It's nice. It's a nice little boost to hear that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe something that I said in the book helped you to prepare for a race and then hopefully you have a good race. So uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, be ready on com is the website. And uh, now without any further ado. Let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, there are uh, so many awesome people in the running community. Y'all don't need me to tell me to, to tell you that, uh, and that's why I'm always so thankful when somebody points me in the direction of, of an amazing runner who's not on my radar, and uh, I have a chance to you know learn a little bit more about somebody new and obviously invite them on the show and hopefully have a little conversation. That's exactly what we're doing today. So today's guest is uh, one of those runners that. Uh, is, is like a lot of us, uh, maybe more, maybe more a lot of you than, than me, although I'm trying, uh, but one that just can't give back enough, you know, anything that we can do as far as runners giving back through running. Um, today's guest is kind of, uh, right up there with the best of them. She's, uh, a, a ambassador in the Tampa area for Ains- for the Ainsley's angels organization. She also participates in the, I run for program, which we're certainly gonna talk about that as well. And, uh, she also organizes a little, uh, run to her house every year. If, if I'm doing my uh, internet sleuthing correctly, which she uses that as a fundraiser for uh, another organization as well. So like I said, 
always giving back. Um, and uh, so I'm excited and honored and thankful that she's willing to give some of her time to me today. Uh, and, and without any further ado, it's a pleasure to welcome Miss Jody Stoner to the show. So thanks for joining us, Jody. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for reaching out and um, setting this up. I'm really, I'm super excited to talk to you today. I've been thinking about it a lot, um, especially my morning run this morning. I was running and just kind of flooded with just memories. And I don't know, it was really emotional for me. It's raining here and um, running in the rain has always been special to me. I'm not even sure why, but then I was thinking about our talk and I'm just thinking about, I've just been so blessed by the running community and I've been pointed in so many just wonderful directions. I just, I mean, it's overwhelming for me to think about all of it. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to, to get into it. And uh, guys, if you want to check out Jody, what she's got going on, the, the social media places, Instagram, Twitter, same handle, both places at runjody, R-U-N-J-O-D-I. And uh, if you, if you uh, are kind of in the, although I guess it's got some virtual options as well, but Badass Run Club is uh, a little bit of a website talking to kind of, I think that's mostly centered around the, uh, the annual run to Jody's house, uh, which we're going to get to at some point. I got a feeling as well, but you can check out that information there as well. Badassrunclub.com is that website. So uh, Jody, the way we always start off each episode of the show uh, is with a, a very simple question that uh, for some runners, some, some folks, is a pretty easy one to answer. Some people, uh, it can be a little bit difficult because there's so many good options out there, but it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, that question is just so easy for me to answer. Um, my very favorite race distance is the half marathon. And 15 years ago, I would have never thought that those words would come out of my <laughs> mouth. But um, I ran 132 half marathons because I love I love the half marathon. And um, I love it so much that I don't even know what I'm going to do with this. But I made a little business. And the name of my little, my little business is 13 Point Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Because the half marathon, uh, those 13.1 miles um, have always been wonderful to me. And have always, always blessed me. And you think, how can running do that? But... It has. So half marathon. There's my answer. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. You don't have to be a, a math genius to figure out if 132 in, in 15 years, that's getting after it on a, on a pretty regular, um, you know, pretty regular clip, several, you know, seven, eight, nine, probably, I'm sure probably a couple of years, got a couple tens in there. Um, but, but going back, like you said, 15 years ago, never would have thought that the words, you know, I love doing the half marathon would come out of your mouth. What, what got you started in running? Uh, I'm assuming probably 15, 16 years ago, something like that. Right. Well, 15 years ago, um, I'll never forget it. It was August 1st. I was in my car and my friend Monica called me from Jacksonville. She just moved there. And she said, Hey, um, I just moved here. I don't know any friends. I don't have any friends here. Um, I want to run and I want to run a half marathon. And I said, good for you. Have fun. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. She said this year, the Outback half marathon falls on Thanksgiving, which is my 25th birthday. And, um, I want you to, to train and then come here and run it with me. And I, I initially was like, Oh, I just don't want to do that. Like who, do, who, mm -hmm. who even even want to do that? Um, but long story short, she talked me into it pretty easily and we trained over the phone and we ran that race and, um, something, you know, happened to me there. It was, we had a wonderful, wonderful experience, just the training and the going there and the doing it and the finishing and the, just a, the accomplishment. And then, um, Monica was diagnosed with breast cancer mm. and Monica never ran again. And, um, Monica passed away. 
And what I always think about is, you know, that little nudge she gave me, actually it was a kick, but (laughs) that nudge that she gave me to do that, what an amazing gift for her to, for her to do that for me and to plant that seed. And, um, it's just a great, it's a great start to my story. Mm -hmm. I always thank her for, for all the wonderful things that she's allowed me to do. So, um, that started in 2004. It was Thanksgiving morning, 2004. And, and after that I ran and I ran and I ran and I did the Gasparilla, which is a local event in Tampa, uh, which is another half. And, I just started doing one after another after another, and I knew it was going to take me somewhere. I met people, um, and I had fun, and you get these cool medals and shirts and mm. um, that kind of thing. But I, I was looking for something bigger, something more. And I remember just scrolling social media. I first started out on social media as Run Jody as a way to kind of hide. I wasn't using my real name. I was single at the time. I wanted to just kind of hide. And so I just came up with Run Jody, you know, and nobody will notice me and it'll be great. And then, um, you know, now, you know, and now I tell people, you know, you got to follow me, follow me. And I <laughs> make everything public and I, you know, all that. So it went from one extreme to another. But I was scrolling social media and I I saw this post from this um, this guy that had this small group where he matched runners with people who couldn't run. And then those people dedicated their miles to that person they were matched with. And that that person's called your buddy. Mm. And um, I messaged him because I do have Bark, which is um, the Badass Run Club. And I wanted to promote his little group in my little run club. And, but I said, you know, dude, be honest with me. What's the catch? How much money do I have to raise? Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And he said, you just have to want to give your miles to somebody else. It's just that simple. So I, I signed up and at the time, I think it took me two weeks to be matched. Now runners wait more than a year to be wow. matched. That's how long the runner waiting list is. But I was matched with River, and River um, has spina bifida. He was two at the time, and I, it was it was a I mean love at first sight. Mm. It was really for me the the only time. Don't tell my husband, but love at first sight. I just saw him <laughs> and just was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I didn't really understand it at first, like dedicate your miles to somebody. What does that mean? But once I started doing it, it made sense. And um, he was two. Now he's seven. And I think neither of us can remember a time in our lives when when we weren't in each other's lives. Mm. He's just, um, you know, he's been a constant inspiration for me. And um, I always think that Rivers River runs a marathon like almost every day in his own life with the challenges that he's faced physically. And it just seems the least I can do, you know, Mm. is to um, maybe be his voice for now, be his legs for now and um, encourage him. He inspires me and I'm going to try to inspire him to, to use his voice when he's old enough for our cause. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's uh, obviously a lot of, um, uh, Great motivation to keep going, both both from from Monica at the start and now with with River to keep running, uh, and and dedicating your miles to him. Um, but going going back to kind of the beginning of that story, when when Monica called you, um, what was what was your life like before you started training for that that first half marathon? I mean, were, were you fairly active, or, or were you kind of, I mean, you know, kind of I don't know, couch to half marathon? Like, what was what was what was life like before you started running? 
Well, you know, in, it's funny because I do have friends from my childhood on social media and high school. I, I never did any sports in high school. Um, I was active, like kids are active, mm -hmm. but I wasn't involved in any sports. Um, I took some aerobics classes and I actually taught fitness. So I taught fitness classes, but running is different. And I, I remember the first time training with her, we trained over the phone. Mm -hmm. We weren't training for time. We were just training. And we even said on race day, we could just, if we wanted to just walk, we could do that. But we, we wanted to have a good experience and we wanted to have training be a part of that. So I remember um, just going out there, lacing up my sneakers and I, I marked it off with the car, what a mile was mm. and started out with one mile. And I'll never forget the day that I ran four miles without stopping. Um, you know, it was a great big celebration between her and I and what it just huge, like four miles. I mean, that just seemed so big to me. And so when someone is starting out and they say, well, you know, I ran three or four miles. I just remember that for me was so mm -hmm. big. Um, and just to think, how am I going to run, you know, 13 miles, you know, it just seemed like this huge mountain that no, you know, it seemed like Everest really. And, um, and, you know, we did it and it was, um, a time to, even the four miles was a time to really feel powerful and accomplished and, uh, and I can do anything sort of feeling. And it's the kind of thing running, you know, it's you, mm -hmm. it's your, it's your motor that's going to get you from point A to point B. So people can inspire you and music can help you and you can get fancy shoes, but it's really the, the core of who you are. And when you feel tired, not giving up. And so there's uh, this great, great feeling of accomplishment with running as I know, you know, so I did start out pretty, uh, one mile, two mile, three mile, four. Mm -hmm. And then, um, from there we just, you know, you just start tacking them on and, and, um, you know, then we were doing six mile training runs and I remember our last big runs were tens mm -hmm. and that was huge to go out and run 10 miles. And I just felt like I could eat whatever I wanted. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Uh, have you, have you gone farther than the half marathon or has that kind of been where you, you obviously know, you enjoy it. Is, is that your sweet spot? Um, well, it's my sweet spot. I will, I love the half. Um, but I have, uh, I have ran marathons and, um, I ran, I've ran 17. Mm. Um, I never, ever thought I would qualify and run Boston, but I did in 2018. And that was, that was, um, a river inspired accomplishment. Um, I, I was happy and I was okay with myself, not ever qualifying, mm -hmm. um, and not ever doing Boston. I mean, that was okay. Some people just don't, don't get to do that. Um, but I did qual qualified in 17 and I got to run it in 18 and, um, and I've done one ultra. Gotcha. So, well, so we're check that box. I'm not sure we're going to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was a box that took me a while to, ch to check. And now I got to admit, it's starting to, to grow on me a little bit more. Um, so, so yeah, be careful, be careful putting out there too much that, that you don't want to go back down that road, but, um, I can't just gloss past Boston. That's, that's, uh, everybody who listens to this show knows that's, uh, a big, a big goal for me is to, is to qualify for Boston and, and, and run the race. So I just have to at least touch on it for a second. What was, what was the Boston experience like for you? Was it, was it, uh, was it everything that you thought it would be? Was it, was it not what you, you thought what? it would be? How, how was it? It was everything I thought it would be everything. I, I mean, everything I, I didn't expect any of it. And it was just the absolute best experience I've just ever had at a race and the people and the, um, just the people and the crowd and my training, the, tr the training actually, 
I have to back up my story. Um, I ran a, I, I ran a few marathons here and there. I did California International. I've done um, Utah and Disney and Key West and um, Miami, and I, I've done several. And um, in 2014, November, I was going to Las Vegas to run the Rock and Roll Las Vegas Marathon for River. And because River is young, it just allows me to be kind of goofy with mm-hmm. my posts. And you get to be a little outrageous when, you know, it's River. It's me and River. He's three, you know, so I get to be silly. So I was putting it all over social media that I was going to Vegas to run Disney. And a guy named Kim Rossiter um, that everyone calls Rooster messaged me and said, hey, you know, you don't know me and I don't know you, but we should know each other. Um, my organization, Ainsley's Angels, is going to Las Vegas to run the marathon. And we'd like to meet you and and you'd like to meet us. And um, and I did. I wanted to meet them. I heard about them. Florida did not have an Ainsley's Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, be, uh, Florida just didn't have one. And I knew there was one in Mississippi and Alabama. And I wanted to be involved in that. But it, it was just too far away. And um, what Ainsley's Angels is, is an organization that um, includes special needs children, adults, and veterans in endurance events. So they have special race wheelchairs, and people who otherwise wouldn't be able to do a race are included. And it's pretty awesome. Um, so three days before I leave for Vegas, um, I agree to join a team of a father son team and to push the marathon. So the marathon's not my favorite, I'm totally overwhelmed. And now I've got like three days, three days to train, but I'm really tapering at this point. So my friend said they've never seen me more nervous in my life than going into this. Um, But I met them. I fell in love with them. I did push a full marathon with um, with an awesome elite athlete and his rider's son. So Sean and Seamus were with me and um, I crossed that finish line and I knew that Ainsley's Angels had to come to Florida. I didn't know how, Mm -hmm. because I don't know anything about nonprofits. You know, I always tell people, I can run in a straight line for like pretty far, and that's about it. Like, (laughs) I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot about this stuff. But um, I I knew when I came home, I had to do something. So I got my runners, my bark runners, and I said, hey, this is what we're going to do. And everybody is like, cool, what do we do? What do we do? And with um, Kim Rossiter's help, Rooster's help, we started uh, Ainsley's Angels Tampa Bay, which is now Ainsley's Angels Orlando, Jacksonville. We're in the panhandle and we're working our way down to Fort Lauderdale. And um, one of my angels, one of my runners said to me, hey, I, I, I see you do lots of marathons. What You like the marathon? And I said, no, I don't like the marathon. I just think that one day the stars will line up and I'll Boston qualify. And he offered to help me. And he said, if you'll work hard and do what I tell you to do, I think I can get you to qualify. So for 15 months, um, for 15 months, he trained me and I did whatever he said. I took 25 minutes off my marathon time and I qualified. So it's just one thing that leads to another thing that leads to another that just gets bigger and bigger and better for me. And that's how Boston started for me was from River, from Ainsley's Angels, from one of my angels mm-hmm. offering to help me selflessly. He was just there for me every single day 
um, telling me what to do, telling me how to run. I learned about negative splits and um, I ran a pretty beautiful Myrtle Beach, uh, marif- uh, a negative split qualifying marathon at Myrtle Beach the year before. And that got me in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty great. Yeah, it's it's crazy how you know, uh, I think it's a Steve Jobs quote and I'll, I'll probably butcher it, but I'm, I, even though I'm a fan of quotes, I never can still seem to get them right. But mm-hmm. Something along the lines of, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward, but it's only when you look back and you can kind of see how the pieces fall in line. And yeah, that's quite the uh, array of, of random pieces that, that lined up to get you to Boston. It, it, it is. And you know, that year, the 2018 was the same year that the first Ainsley's Angels duo team qualified and went so it wasn't me who um who pushed in boston i ran solo um in boston but our first the first ever in the united states ainsley's angels rider runner went to boston and i got to go and i got to be with them and they're you know they're they're my angels and Mm -hmm. i you know they make me proud and um you know i was so i was there for me i was there for river i swear i didn't blink one time during that race um and I got to be with them as well. And just, I just was so proud the whole time. I was just so proud to just, to be there, to represent, to be able to run with those people to say, you know what, I, a little bit of me didn't feel like I belonged, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm in Boston. But um, it was a really, a really amazing moment. I'll, ne- I'll never forget it. And uh, if, if memory serves, 2018, it was, it was chilly and wet that day. What, what was that like for a, a Florida girl like yourself? Well, chilly and wet is a uh, is a little understatement. <laughs> um, the weather just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And if you know about Boston, it's a point to point race, so you start in one point and you mm-hmm. finish in another point. And um, so we started in Hopkinton, and then you run like northeast um, to Boston. And we had a headwind the whole way with um, thirty to fifty mile an hour gusts mm. and freezing rain, one hundred percent of the time. But you know what? I didn't care. I just didn't care. And it got to a point where, where you were running and the weather would come down so hard on you that you would kind of cower, you know, you kind of fold a little bit to try to shelter yourself. And Boston is so big that you're never alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at like the, I don't know, maybe the 10 mile mark and the weather's just beating us down. And this guy yells out, is that all you got Boston? And the crowd just started going. And then your chest gets a little bigger and you stand a little higher. Like, yeah, you know, bring it on. You know, I'm, I'm out here. It, it just if it's going to rain, let it be epic. And so it was. And um, it was it was a, a it was amazing experience. I was worried about things I didn't think I was going to be worried about. Like I was worried that I'd be pulled off the course or that it. I just wouldn't be able to make it. Mm-hmm. And I was really trained, but, um, but I did make it and I did well. I was only like 10 minutes off my best time ever. And, um, you know, so it was fine. It was all good. And, yeah, and I, now I, and I have the story. So. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, uh, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth talking to, to folks and just kind of plan it out in my head of like what my, my Boston marathon strategy will eventually be. And I feel like I'm going to be way more than 10 minutes off of my qualifying pace. Like I'm, I'm just going to take my time and uh, enjoy it. Although if it's, if it's freezing rain the whole time, that might motivate me to run a little bit faster just to, to stay warm and, and finally get out of the elements. But, uh, but yeah, it sounds like you, you ran it pretty hard for, for probably for pretty good, obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, I did. I I wanted it to, you know, I wanted to go there and kill it. I wanted to PR Mm -hmm. Boston. Um, That didn't happen. 
And I wanted to go live and I didn't get to take my phone with me because even wrapping it up was just, I knew it wasn't going to be a good idea. So things didn't go really as I planned, but it did turn out to be, um, you know, maybe my best race ever, you know, certainly my most memorable. Mm -hmm. I I do have races with river that are very memorable, but, um, it, it was, it was pretty amazing for sure. And rivers, um, he was watching on TV and looking for me and Mm -hmm. they kept sending me messages telling me they loved me and that they were with me and uh, praying for me. So that was pretty great too. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get off this Boston thing soon. I promise. But, um, you know, you you run Boston. I mean, I kind of feel like for, from, at least from piecing the story together so far, you really like the half marathon, you know, the full marathon, kind of like whatever you you have this peak, you run, you run Boston, even though the weather wasn't great, obviously you, you run a really good race. Um, kind of feel like that's a pretty good spot to just end the marathon career right there. Or have you, have you done some more marathons since then? Um, well, after the, after Boston, I ran the Jack and Jill up in Washington and it was just a really cool race and it was hard to get in. And it's a, um, it's on an old train Mm -hmm. track trail kind of thing. So I did do that. I haven't done any other marathons. Um, I, the, I really don't, the distance is not my favorite, Um, but I will, I know that I will, I have friends who've, uh, never ran before. And, um, I just had a friend this morning who said, do you want to do the Clearwater in January? And I'm, I'm so like, I don't, I don't have to run any more marathons. They're not my favorite. I did Boston, check the box. I'm done. And then somebody goes, you want to run? And I go, okay. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, it's not even peer pressure. You just have to ask. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So I know I will do more. Um, and like my, you know, my, the future, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Things just seem to just fall into place for me or mm. opportunities just like pop up or like meeting you, you know, I mean, it just kind of happens. One thing leads to another. And so, um, I'm really open, you know, to what's next. I'd like to travel a little bit. I'd like to do, I don't know, something special. I, um, my, my half marathons, my, my half marathons, I ran, um, a two back to back one Alaska and one Hawaii on a Saturday and a Sunday. And that was pretty neat. And, um, so like maybe something like that with, you know, the marathons, maybe in another country, I've never really traveled. Mm -hmm. I'd like to, um, I'd like to do something in another country. I I see all of my other runner friends doing that. And that seems like a really cool way to see the world, you know, and meet other runners. Yeah, you you get no no pushback on 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 that from me. That's that's certainly one of the my goals. Maybe not so much to do the world, although who knows? You know, never say never to an opportunity like that. But you know, that's one of my goals is to run fifty states. You know, like, like right. There's there's several states, and and uh, I always seem to pick on North Dakota, but you know, New England states, Midwest states, like places where I probably wouldn't go. I don't have family there. I don't really have uh, a lot of of connection to some of these places. But like, I'd love to travel. I like to run. Why not? Why not combine the two and go see some places that I wouldn't normally get to. Um, and yeah, you multiply that out to the world. Absolutely. If the opportunity presents, take it, take advantage of it. Um, what's that Alaska Hawaii thing? Like that's, that's gotta be obviously, um, you know, two halves back to back days. Like that's, that's a challenge in and of itself, but I, I feel like I can wrap my head around that. Um, but mix in a, I don't even know how long that flight must've been eight, 10 hour flight on top of that. What was, what was that the experience like? Well, that was really neat. My, actually my wedding was planned around it. We got married in Alaska and on our last day in Alaska, married. Um, we did the, the half marathon, the midnight sun half, and then it was in the morning, obviously. And then we hopped on a plane and we're headed to Hawaii, but it's, 
it is a it is cool that uh, it's not cool when it happened, but looking back, it's very cool. Got to the airport. So I'm on a time crunch here. You know, I'm going to do two in two days. We're mm-hmm. going to Hawaii. So we got everything planned out down to the minute. And we get to the airport. And not only was our flight canceled to Hawaii, the airline went out of business. Oh. <laughs> so, so I'm like, huh? Like, I, you know, so I made a bunch of phone calls. I called the Hawaii race director. It was the Kona half. And, um, she was amazing. She was amazing. She said, listen, you get there when you can, because I said, I'm not going to get there in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to take this and that, this little hopper helicopter thing and do all this to get there. I'm not going to be there till eight o'clock. The race starts at five 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'll have somebody standing there. We will hold the race for you. Wow. We're going to hold the race. So, so we got off the plane. We are like lacing up. My husband ran the uh, Hawaii <laughs> with me. He didn't run Alaska with me, but he ran Hawaii with me. We ran to the start line and they did. She held the race for me and we put our bibs on and we took off. And when I crossed the finish line, I said to my husband, get a picture of me. I was jumping at the finish line and I sent her that picture as a thank you Mm -hmm. um, for doing that, you know, for, you know, making my dream come true. And that picture was actually the race advertisement for the following year's race. And so it's like the first day of our honeymoon and it's just a great story. And it's just one of those things. I mean, she didn't even hesitate. That's a, that's one of those, how race directors are so mm-hmm. awesome. You know, like, Oh, we'll just hold, we'll just hold the race for you. <laughs> Who does that? Right. You know? So I got to do Alaska and Hawaii, uh, two in two days in two States. And, um, and that, that was, you know, maybe one of my favorite, uh, half experiences other than the first time I met river, Mm-hmm. The first time I met him, he just turned three and I went to the first light half marathon and the race director let him have a bib and let him um, hang out at the 13 mile mark. Oh, and cool. then we did the last uh, one tenth together and I, I got to um, I got to carry him. I got to cross carrying him. Oh. So, yeah, that was re- pretty, uh, I have, you know, you, which is my favorite. Oh, that's a, it's a tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that had to be pretty awesome. Um I mean, shoot, there's, there's so many things that I still want to, want to get to. And, and not that we're to the point of wrapping up yet, but you know, I, I'm keeping an eye on the clock and we're going to, we're going to be getting to that point soon. Um, one thing that, that you've mentioned a couple times, bark, the, the, the badass run club, um, it sounds like that's been there, been there for a while. When, when did you, when did you get that thing started? Well, that started, it started about 10 years ago and you know what it was? It was three girls in skirts saying we can, we can run. We're bad, you know? <laughs> We're badass runners. And so I started this badass run club and seriously, there were like four girls. And now I think there's like 250 people in the club. And, um, we just, it's just a group and we just meet and run and post things about races and have some fun. Um, when it did start, I one day said, okay, we've got this club. Let's be, you know, totally bark by running from my gym, the gym that I work at, which is uh, family fitness to my house which was 13 miles. And they were like, huh? And I was like, yeah, let's just run, run to my house. So it became the run to Jody's house. The finish line is my house. And the first year we did it, there were three or four of us. And my husband, um, drove the car behind us with the flashers on carrying water and we made it and it was fun. And then I thought the second year, I thought, you know what, what if I could get 10 people to run with me and I could ask them each for a $10 donation. We could donate a hundred dollars to autism speaks. 
And um, that was the charity that I chose. And that year I had 102 runners run to my house. Mm. And there were 102 people at my house, (laughs) you know, (laughs) after the race. You have to think about that when you set up a race to your house. So the finish line is always my house. And um, I don't necessarily make it bigger every year. I just make it different every year. So um, some one year you to cross the finish line, you had to go down a slip and slide. And, the, you know, the finish line was at the slip and slide. And other times I've had I had Olive Garden cater it. So that was kind of cool. And River was there last year and he handed out medals. So if you ran to run to Jody's house last year, River put your medal um, around your neck. And so it's just been something different and something good. And every year we raise awareness and money for a different cause. And um, that's been just really fun. And this year is the 10th year. And this year we are going to raise money for wounded warriors. Mm. And um, so it's, I'm excited about it. I was just having it on my desk here to start setting it up. And um, because it's for wounded warriors, I'm going to make it right around Veterans Day. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Well, shoot. Maybe, may, maybe y'all hear, hear it first. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's go do it. Maybe I'll take the take the road trip over and and uh, we'll we'll make this. We can, you know, have have a I good time running running to your house, Jody. I'll send you all the information. Fantastic. Fantastic. That'd be great. So, um, mm. you know, kind of along along the lines of everything we've talked about, and I know we haven't gotten into Angels Angels much yet, but I, I do want to get into that a little bit more as well. Um, but uh, you know, like I said in the intro, it's it's it, it doesn't have to go far into your story to to find out that like you're all about giving back is at just about every opportunity that, uh, that you get, where did, where did that spirit of, of giving come from? Do you know, when I started, when I started giving my miles to river, things started to change for me because, you know, running is fun and good and you can be, you know, I'm a 50 uh, state or two because I think it's just the, the, for the same reasons you are. Um, but you know, I really loved it and I wanted it to go on for a long time. And I, I, I wanted it to, not be boring. And I wanted it to not, I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose anything. You know, I wanted to keep that fire going. So I knew it was going to go somewhere. I just didn't know where I wanted it to. And giving my miles to river changed everything for me. Um, and then when, when I found Ainsley's angels to give your race to someone else to, you know, I'm sure you've been out on a race course before where, I've been out before and running alone and I think, Oh gosh, I wish my husband could see this. Or I, I wish um, my little friend Katie could, could do this or experience this. And Katie's um, special needs and she was actually our Boston rider. So she's got to experience lots of things like that, lots of races, but to be able to give your race to someone else, I mean, that's like an, that's like impossible, mm-hmm. but it's not, it is totally possible with Ainsley's angels because that rider gets to be at the start line and feel that energy. Those people standing there and some people are jumping up and down and you always smell like that minty Ben Gay stuff, you know, <laughs> and those are, that's part of the race, the getting excited, the, um, what am I going to wear when they say go that little burst and the listening to the feet, mm-hmm. um, throwing your cup of water. You know, I never knew how awesome that was until my riders, my riders, they love that. They love being able to take a little drink and be an athlete and mm-hmm. throw that cup. How, how great that is. And then seeing the finish line, making your way to the finish line, crossing that finish line, wearing that bib across the finish line and having somebody put a medal on your, uh, around your neck. Um, all of those things are something that you really can't share with somebody, but you can, mm-hmm. you know, you think you can't, um, 
But with Ainsley's Angels, you truly can. And you can share that race experience. You can give that race experience to someone else. And it just becomes like not being about you anymore. You don't care about the clock. You don't, it, none of that matters anymore. And um, not that it doesn't matter and that it's not important, but it changes things. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, it's kept running um, really good and really fresh. And on top of that, you, people see you. And so when we started out, we were really small, but we're so, we're so easy to see. Mm-hmm. And the chairs are bright pink, you know, and we wear bright pink and we're kind of loud. So um, you can't miss us. And then people say, how do I, how do I do that? And you get to pull people in and then those people are your friends and then those people are your family. And now you have all these new friends and these new people that act like your family and everybody's inspiring everybody. And it just, it goes on its own from there. It has a life of its own. And, and that's what happens. I mean, that's what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And from that, um, you know, I've been given other opportunities to, um, to meet people who just wouldn't otherwise be able to, to, to have the race in their life. Right. And, um, and you, and you get to do that. And you know what I always say? It's not, I mean, it's really, really not about me. Somebody like lit this awesome torch and are just letting me carry it. I mean, that's truly what it is. And I just get to, to be that person and I've got a lot of energy and, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm happy to do it. And, and, uh, it's just, it's just, it all makes me happy and it's all been a really big blessing to me. It's given me so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With um with Angels Angels, like I said, I do want to talk touch on that at least a little bit more. Um, pushing pushing the wheelchair, for lack of a better way of asking the question, do, do you prepare differently for that? Because obviously you you know it's 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 on on paper at least or at first glance it looks like it's probably you know it's it's running, but your arms aren't swinging like you're pushing something. Like how, how do you how do you is there an adjustment period to to getting used to running with a with you know pushing pushing a wheelchair? Um, you know there. Well, the, well, the first time that I ran, I really didn't know. I mean, I only had uh, like three days right. <laughs> and, um, I remember, I remember Rooster telling me the story about the people that I was going to be paired with. And this is an elite athlete, uh, like almost Olympic qualifying mm-hmm. athlete man and his son. And, um, they just told me we're going to do your pace. We're going to do whatever you want. And I did, I think I finished in like four ten with them, which is really good. But I had a partner and he helped me, um, you know, push with just one arm and let the other arm. So you have some kind of an arm swing or you can kind of lean on the chair. So there's, you get kind of get a feel for what to do, whether you're pushing with one arm or the both of you are pushing at the same time. Um, so sometimes runners run solo. So you're just running with the chair on your own. Um, and I've done that uh, many times. And then other times you run with a team. So maybe there's two runners or maybe there's three runners even, Mm -hmm. or even more. And you just kind of take turns and you just kind of feel it out. You know, the chair, um, the chair weighs like 60 pounds and then the person. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's really a different kind of running. And you really don't think about your, your pace kind of, um, goes to the wayside and you're not worried about, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm falling behind or whatever. Um, and there's a certain amount of adrenaline that goes with it. So usually my pace is a little slower, but not much. Mm -hmm. I mean, not what you would think. I think you're just flying so high in adrenaline. (laughs) Um, and usually if you're with a team of runners, if it's another person's turn to push, they kind of take off like a crazy man. And I think it's because they're trying to overcompensate. Like, I'm going to have to push this chair, so i got to run a little harder. Right. Uh, they'll tell you that they'll tell you it's easy and that 
and that the chair just goes on its own. It it doesn't. It's not. <laughs> it's it's all. It's like pushing a chair, but it's not. It, it is easier than you would think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and seeing the pictures, you you recognize pretty quick that those are pretty good chairs. So that they're, they're, you know, once you, I'm imagining at least that once you get them going, obviously you got to keep pushing. But um, you know, once you overcome that initial momentum or initial inertia, if we want to get real sciency, um, as long as you keep keep going on it, it it's probably more or less kind of keeps going, not quite by itself, like you said, but it doesn't take as much exactly. effort once you're going. No, exactly. And it's not like you're, you know, like you're pushing X amount of pounds. Once you've got it going, then it's just kind of going. And we tell people all the time, like it's sometimes it'll feel like they're pulling you. It really mm. will. So sometimes you get a little downhill, I'm sure. Oh, you get a little downhill, right? And then you're like, Holy cow, <laughs> this is awesome. So it's kind of, it is kind of pulling you, um, pulling you down the hill. So, um, yeah, it's we do train on occasion. We meet and train. Schedules are difficult though. So uh, the truth is usually we train on our own and we show up and um we show up and run. So uh, yeah. You you mentioned with I run 4 that it takes a year plus for for a runner to get matched up with with a running buddy. Um, what about with Angels Angels? Like, how did how does somebody go about getting involved? And is there a long a long drawn out not drawn out, but you know, is is it a long process from the time that somebody's like, hey, I want to do this, to the time they get to 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 participate, or how does that work? Well, Ainsley's Angels is all over the country, all over the United States. Um, it's a nonprofit organization in the United States of America, and so there are different chapters, or we call them families, all over the country. So if you live in the Tampa Bay area or in Florida, you could go to uh, www.ainslesangels.org and then you just click join the family and you join the family or chapter that's closest to you. Super easy. There's no obligation. There's no cost. Um, So if you join to the Tampa Bay family, the first thing that's going to happen is I'm going to send you a little welcome note with a bunch of links to our website calendar. And then you just look at the website calendar and um, I try to have at least a race per month. And let's say um, September, you're like, oh gosh, I, I'd like to do this race. You register, then you message me, I add you to the planning sheet. And as the race gets closer, I'm going to start get sending you information. Then I make a group note and about a week before and we start getting fired up about it and I start announcing teams, who's pushing who, and then we send pictures and, and we get super excited about it. So on race morning, all you have to do is show up. Gotcha. You just show up on race morning and that's it. I bring the chairs. I have a trailer. I have a trailer actually that um, the New York Yankees bought for me. Nice. For Ainsley's Angels. Yeah. One of our angels um, used to work for the New York Yankees and they heard about us and heard that I had a garage full of race wheelchairs and bought us a trailer. So that was, that's pretty cool. Um, so I, I just bring the trailer to the race and you meet me there and you can't miss me. And then, um, so all you have to do is show up. If you're a rider, same thing. You just show up. So there's no process and you're not really hooked with one person. Um, you may be running um, races with the same people because I try to put you with the same type pace mm, people. Gotcha. Um, but, but schedules are different. So different runners show up just like different riders show up to different races. Some people are on vacation or have family obligations. So we just put the schedule out there the race schedule. And then you sign up for what you want and you message me and tell me, Hey, I'm signed up for this or I'm signed up for that. And then I take it from there and I just let you know what to do every step of the way. And you show up on race day and we have some fun. And is that pretty much, I mean, maybe not quite exactly, but that's pretty much the process, no matter where people are listening around the country, find their local family and, and just 
contact that way? Absolutely. And the ainsleysangels.org website has the country. So you just click um, where you are Mm -hmm. and then find your nearest uh, chapter family and you can join there. And you can join more than one. So if you are near two, you can always join two. And then each uh, chapter family also has a Facebook page. We have an Ainsley's Angels of America page. Um, And if anybody is, you know, if they have questions or they're like, I'm a little bit lost, they always can contact me and I'll um, point them in the right direction. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for, uh, for doing that. And, and, you know, once again, I mean, it's just like the, the, the willingness to, to give is, is, uh, evident in, in everything that, uh, that we've talked about today. And I'm sure we've barely scratched the surface on a lot of the things, but as we're getting, getting kind of into that, that range of, of wrapping things up for today, Jody, uh, the way I like to, to end the conversations is with something that, uh, I kind of lovingly called the, the philosophical question, which is kind of like the introductory question, just something that's pretty simple and, and open-ended and you kind of take it whichever way you, you want to go. But, um, I think I'm going to go a little bit off of the, the pseudo script this time and, uh, tied in a bit more to, to this whole, um, volunteering, giving back, doing something for others theme that, that has really, you know, been all throughout today's, today's chat. Um, and just kind of ask for, for somebody who's, who's listened to this and, you know, whether it's angels, angels, whether it's, it's, I run for, whether it's any of the other many great organizations, groups, charity components, whatever that, that running is associated with, um, just what, what are, what are, you know, maybe one or two of the, the best steps that you would recommend for somebody who's like, you know what, like I love running. I love running for myself, but I want to try this whole giving back and running for something bigger than me situation. Um, what, what are the first step or two that, that somebody should take? And maybe this is pretty easy, but I, I don't know what, what, where, what would you advise somebody who's like, yes, I want to run for something bigger than myself. What, what's, what are the next steps? Do you know, I, I think Ainsley's Angels is a great place for somebody who wants to give back or change their running or up their running a little bit. Ainsley's Angels is great because I tell people who maybe are a little leery or like, uh, or maybe a little intimidated because sometimes people are and they shouldn't be, but, but they are. You know what I say? I say, come out, see what we do, hang out with us. Mm-hmm. You don't have to run. You don't have to push. You can be a solo angel and just wear one of our t-shirts. I'll give you a shirt and you run and, and, um, See what we do because with Ainsley's Angels, there's no obligation. You don't have to do one or two or three races a year. You don't have to raise any money. I mean, if you want to, you can. And if you want to be involved in our fundraiser and stuff, of course you can. And I encourage all of that. But there's no obligation. So I see lots of angels at our races who maybe will wear a shirt. But maybe this race, um, they're coming off of an injury or they weren't sure they were going to run until last minute. And so they didn't sign up to be an angel. Um, but your level of involvement can be anything that you want it to be. So Angels Angels is a great place for someone to start. Um, even if you're not a runner, we have guardian angel positions and those are people that take pictures. They help my husband set things up. They organize my t-shirts. They get my little riders ready to run. They make posters. So, I mean, you don't even have to be a runner to do that, or you could be a runner and involve your family in that. Um, with, with the I run for group where you're matched with a buddy, there is a level of commitment and there is an expectation there. So those are the kinds of things that we ask people like on this waiting list, join the I run for Facebook page and see what we do. We ask that you post three times a week. You don't even have to run, but we want you to post. We want you to um, connect with your buddy. And so there is a commitment there. And, um, 
So those are the kinds of the I run for. We like for people to really think about before they get involved. And we even message you like when you're at the end of the waiting list, like, hey, you're going to be matched pretty soon. You know, start thinking about this because it is a commitment. Mm-hmm. With Ainsley's Angels, it's really it's really not. It can be as big or as small. Or you can be in, as involved or as not involved as you want. You could give it a try and say, oh, this isn't for me. Now, nobody's ever done that, but <laughs> you could do that. And um and I just think it's awesome because because anybody can be involved in it at any level. So it, there's just no reason there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's awesome. It is awesome. It will change like it will change your life. And um, I've I've had people that I've met. Uh, I teach yoga, and I, I met a yoga runner, and I said, "You just got to come out." And I knew her, and I just knew her heart. And I said, "Just come out and trust me." And and I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm going to say this. It's pretty bold, but it's going to it'll change your life. And it did. I mean, it did. She crossed the finish line crying and she messaged me the whole way home and said, I've never felt so good. And it just is. You just get to give something away that you never thought you could. And um, it's like a little, it's great. Well, with that, I'll, I'll make this my last question, I promise. But sure. uh, maybe this is maybe the better philosophical question. How has, how has running for others, how has giving back through running changed your life? Oh, my gosh. You know, I just wait. I, it's changed everything. Seriously, I was running in a straight line and then I took a, a right hand turn like at a 90 degree angle. I never thought I mean, I don't I don't really have any um, special needs people in my family. I I didn't know how to put together a wheelchair. I didn't. There's so much that I didn't know. I never saw my life going in this direction, um, but it has been the best time and the best part of my whole entire life. And I, I wish I'd started running sooner. I, I didn't start running until I was gosh, in my late thirties. I'm 53 now. And if I could, you know, back this up and, and, um, and do it when I was 20, I mean, this would, it would be, I, I don't know where I'd be now, but it's changed everything for me always for the better. You know, always, I always meet wonderful people and I'm always, I'm just always blessed. It's just the only word that comes to mind is just pure blessing. And all of this that happens and the things that I am able to give back, I have a lot of help. Mm. You know, I mean, I do do a lot by myself or, or on my own, or I say, I need this, I need that, but I have a lot of help. And I have a lot of friends started out with that bark group saying, guys, um, this is what we're going to do. And they never hesitate, never hesitate. Where do I have to go? What do I have to do? I'm pushing what? I'm doing what? I'm going where? But they go and they do it. And um, I have a lot of help and a lot of people who are just always willing to just step up. And so that's that's really a big part of it because I could never do all this by myself. Yeah, yeah. That's it, it's You can never do it by yourself, but it's amazing how you get a few people together and, and what a difference that can make um, in the lives of a little boy who, who has spina bifida or somebody who's in a wheelchair or, you know, beyond. And it just, it just continues to, to magnify. So thank you for, for doing what you're doing, Jody. Thank you for uh, sharing it with us today. Um, and guys, if you want to connect with Jody, you want to find out more about Ainsley's angels or I run for, or, or just about how giving back can change your life um, at run Jody on Instagram at run Jody on Twitter. Um, and if you're in the, in the area, maybe you want to join, join myself as well. I'm not going to, I'm not fully committing yet. Cause I haven't talked to my wife yet. So got to, got okay. to cross that one first, but uh, badass run club for the run to Jody's house, uh, in November. Um, you probably will see me there. Uh, disruns.com slash seven, five, nine is the link for the show notes. Go check it out there. we got all kinds of photos, links, all the good stuff will be there as well. Disruns.com slash seven, five, nine. So, uh, Jody, thank you for, uh, 
taking the time to, to chat with us this morning. Obviously, thank you for, for all the, the good that you put back into the world and, and how running kind of helps to, to make that happen and, and hopefully motivate some of us, myself included, to maybe do a little bit more to, to give back. So thank you for the time and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And how, thank you. It's people like you that get our message out there, the runners and, um, and these causes that are so important. So I thank you and, and um, I hope you have a great day and thank you for inviting me here. I've had a lot of fun. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Jody and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was what was a little takeaway that you had from today that, uh, you know, that, that really stuck out to you? What was something from the conversation that just, you know, struck a chord, struck a nerve, uh, whatever it was, what, what, what implanted itself in your brain? Uh, always love to hear those things. For me, the uh, the biggest takeaway, uh, and there were there were a few, but uh, the the one that probably most obvious, overarching from today's conversation was just how awesome it can be to give back to you know through our running and how many different opportunities we have. Uh, I think sometimes I get um, I don't know if tunnel vision is the right word, but I kind of think about charity running as maybe the only way to really give back through our running. And that's that's so short-sighted and it's so misguided. There's so many other ways from, you know, doing something like Ainsley's Angels where you're where you're pushing somebody um, and and giving them that race day experience when, you know, for one reason or another they can't do that for themselves, but you're able to to provide that pay that forward. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you any fundraising, nothing. You just have to get out there and be and and be willing to do it. Um, you know, or something like I run for where again, you're, you're running for another person. You're running for your buddy. And again, it doesn't, it's, it's not a fundraising type of a thing, but it's, it's just as valuable. And for those, for those people that you're running for those, those kids, um, it's, it's, it can be so cool. So rewarding. Um, you know, and there's, there's a host of other options. I know there's, you know, doing the, the, the guided running, if you're running for somebody who's visually impaired and you're running with them and helping them navigate the course and do so safely. Um, there's just so many ways that we can give back through our sport. Shoot. Maybe it could be something as simple as mentoring of somebody in your, in your local community, somebody who's new to the sport. And you kind of take them under your wing and help them, you know, navigate some of those common mistakes that a lot of us have made in the early days of our running journey when we didn't know any better. And, you know, you kind of help pay, pay it forward that way. So there's just, there's just so many ways to give back through this sport that, that we all love. And again, I, I, I know for myself that I tend to get kind of laser focused on that whole charity runner component. And not obviously not that there's anything wrong with that. Shoot, that's something that I'm working on right now is doing the fundraising for the Goofy Challenge and raising money for team and training in the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. But that's just that's just one way. Is it a popular way? Of course. Is it a is it a really powerful way? Of course. Are there other ways? Also, of course. So that was kind of my takeaway from from today was just you know kind of getting my 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 gears turned a little bit and thinking about you know. What other ways can I give back? What other ways can I help out um, through running, through something that I obviously love to do, but maybe make it for even the greater good for, for other folks uh, and just and just continue to pay it forward. So that was my takeaway. 
What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Let me know at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. Of course, you can send an email to DizRuns at gmail.com. And last but not least, you can head over to the show notes today. Uh, we've got photos from Jody and links and all of the things there. DizRuns.com slash 760 is the link that'll take you back to today's show notes. And uh, you can, while you're there, you can leave a comment in the comment section. Leave a comment in the, leave your feedback in the comment section. There we go. Get it together here, Diz. Um, but disruns.com slash 760 is the link for today. Uh, and if you head back to the website, you can also find more information about the book. Be ready on race day.com. We'll also get you there. And, uh, you know, if you, ha- like I said, if you haven't checked it out yet, you can get, I think three chapters for free, kind of like the introductory chapter. And then a couple of my favorite chapters, um, that'll just kind of help you get a feel for the book. It's really an easy read. Uh, it's not too thick. I don't have a page count on me right now, but it's, it's maybe about 130 pages, 140 pages, something like that. Um, pretty easy to read. You can get through it in one setting without too much trouble. Um, but hopefully it's something that it's not just once that one that you read once and you're done with it, but that you consult back to it and help you help you to prepare your own training plan or help you to understand your plan. You know, if you work with a coach, uh, it might be helpful to kind of understand why, the coach is doing what, what he or she is doing or why they're having you do what, uh, what you're doing. So you can understand why you're doing the, the different components of a training plan to help you be ready, be ready on race day. It's, that's, there's a reason that that's the title, right? But, uh, if, if you want to dig into it a little bit more, uh, would, would love to have you do so at be ready on race day.com. Or once again, you can find it on Amazon for the print version. You can find it on Kindle for the digital version. So with that, we'll go ahead and and wrap this thing up. Uh, Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and press that share button and and spread the word along. Um, Love love getting notes from from people that uh, have, have heard the show via the recommendation of a friend or somebody in the running group that they're in or whatever the case might be. Uh, and it just, it just, I appreciate beyond what I can say in words, um, your willingness to mention it, to see it mentioned on Twitter. When somebody asks, Hey, what's, what's a good podcast to listen to on my runs? And, and you know, people shout out my show. Ridiculous. You guys are awesome. Thank you for all that you do to spread the word, to keep things going, keep things growing. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to continue to provide more and more for you, even with one less podcast per week now. That's going to lead to some other things. And the YouTube channel is coming soon. So depending on when you listen to this, it may already be out. It'll be out in uh, or be be back online uh, the first part of September. So September 2019, if you listen to this after that, disruns.com slash YouTube. If you listen to it before that, you can head over there and subscribe. The channel's already there. We just got to dust it off a little bit and get it going. But uh, anyway, long, long exit here, long outro time to cut that off. But again, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all you do to help support me and what I've got going on. And uh, you know, it just, I just appreciate it. I appreciate it. So until next time, be well. Take care. Thanks again for listening. And we'll talk soon. Take care, guys.